Howdy guys, welcome to Sacred City Life podcast, a podcast about following Jesus in the normal rhythms of everyday life. This is Pastor Justin Dean, your host, and today I have with me my friend and assistant, Ben Mosbach. Hey guys. And we're going to be talking about, we're going to answer, we're going to try to pose and answer the question for you, should you quit Facebook? I imagine you've thought it. I imagine you've maybe contemplated it a bit. You've maybe, it's maybe been posed to you before. Some of you probably quit once or twice. Ben, have you ever quit Facebook? Once or twice. Once or twice. Okay. <laughs> um, I have quit several times, um, and they just keep sucking you mm-hmm. back in. Um, and so, before we do that, let's just let's just jump in and say and talk about some positives, some good things of Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, my extended relatives mm-hmm. can see my kids grow up a little yep. bit. They can see the, the pictures and. I can see some of their pictures. Um, that's one thing. Yep. Yeah, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, I mean, none of my family is in the Quad Cities, so it's the best way to kind of invite them into our life and what's going on in our corner of the world. So that's definitely one good thing about Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's easy to see what everybody else is doing, what they're if they're going to a concert or if mm-hmm. they're going to the gym or what gym they're going to. Um, it's easy to see that. It's also easy to get like advice, like, Hey guys, I'm looking for a gym. What's Mm -hmm. the best gym? You know, that, that's something else. What else? Yeah. I think kind of with that, a way of promoting local business and things that you like about your city, letting other people know, Hey, I just had lunch here or Mm. this new spot I just checked out and it was great. Uh, being able to promote and, and bring other people into, to local spots like that. Yeah. I, I should say I've been on Facebook since the very beginning soon as it went live, you know, it's out of just college kids and mm-hmm. anybody could have it. Um, I was an early adopter. I am primarily an early adopter when it comes to technology. <laughs> um, and I used it right away as a youth pastor to connect with my youth. Mm-hmm. And so every new person that came to my youth ministry, I would friend request them <laughs> and uh, invite them to church and have Bible studies. And, and at that time, whatever you posted, all of your friends saw. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very convenient way to communicate. You make one post and whether you have a hundred friends or a thousand friends, they all see what you say. Yeah. And so they can really get in, um, they can get involved in whatever it is you're mm-hmm. doing or whatever you're trying to get people involved in. Um, but as the years have progressed, Facebook has changed everything. Yeah. Uh, they've got, you know, algorithms that are determining kind of uh, some of our content and, and not at all of your friends see right. uh, all your posts. Um, and so there's there's clear positives to um, to Facebook, and then there's there's some drawing some things that are drawing towards the negative. There's mm-hmm. there's um, some drawbacks to Facebook, and many of this is is um, being documented and researched today. Um, obviously, we we've, we're hearing a lot in the news about Russia somehow hijacking the election uh-huh. through Facebook. Yeah. Um, we have. Uh, well, let's just say this. Did you know Facebook is a business? No. <laughs> yeah. A billion dollar business. And I bet you, other than maybe Facebook Marketplace, which they don't really get any money for, you haven't bought anything off of Facebook. You've never given Facebook your money. Nope. So how is Facebook making money? Well, Facebook is making money off of your attention. Um, it's, they're called uh, an attention merchant. 
So hmm. their business is capturing your attention and then putting marketers in front of your face where you will click and follow that. And these marketers are paying for your attention. So you'll get over there and, um, and spend your money. Yeah. And so it's been said that it is the most complex form of marketing ever created on the planet. <laughs> because every like, everything that you like on Facebook, everything that you look at, um, whether you spend a second looking at something or five seconds, mm -hmm. every place that you go, it's all being documented, it's all being categorized, it's all being tracked for the purpose of getting the exact right product in front of your face or in, on, in your newsfeed. I believe it. And, and I'm sure you've probably had an experience where maybe you were like talking about something mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden that thing winds up in your, in your yeah. newsfeed. Yeah, um, talking about building a swing set in the backyard and a Walmart ad pops up for a pre-built swing set that I can just buy for 300 bucks, you know? That is not a coincidence. <laughs> that is the attention merchants. And so it's been said, it's kind of a truism that if you're not paying for a product online, you're the product. And so um, Facebook's free to us, mm -hmm. but it's free to us because um, they're selling our attention to someone. Yeah. And this has really been become aware to me as, as I started this podcast and as I have a Sacred City Church um, Facebook page and I post something and I want it to go to all of our members. Mm -hmm. I want it to go to everybody who's liked us on Facebook, um, but it doesn't. Unfortunately, Facebook determines who gets to see our posts and then it pops up. So I post something yesterday on this. I said, hey, I'm going to talk about should you quit Facebook? Only we have like 160 likes, only 80 people <laughs> saw that post and then it sends me an email saying would you like to spend twenty dollars to boost mm -hmm. that post and so now they're i'm they're wanting me to pay for what facebook originally provided right. for free right which was to get my information out to everybody and so um not going didn't didn't do that um so another negative is there the algorithm thing mm -hmm. it means someone else is determining what's in my newsfeed. Mm -hmm. So I don't get to see all my friends' posts that someone else is determining or the machine or whatever you want to say, the computer, the man. Uh, <laughs> they're determining whose post comes mm -hmm. up in my feed. And so that means I am getting a curated reality in my newsfeed, whether it's news sources, oh, yeah. friend sources, you know, and that's one of the ways they kind of, you know, shape the election and mm -hmm. they... And Facebook has becoming a little bit more of a divisive uh, reality. Yeah. Right? What else? Do you know any negatives? you got any negatives from Facebook? Yeah, I think, I mean, you may get into this a little bit more, but I, my family has just been thinking a lot lately about the, just kind of the escape from reality that it can be um, when, when we get home at the end of a long day and we're tired and we want to zone out the easiest thing to do is just pull it up and start scrolling. Mm. Um, and even just conversations that we've had, uh, things that have popped into sermons lately. Um, we've been talking a lot in our family about how we're escaping from the possibility of boredom and, and just wanting to pull away from, from any quietness or, you know, <laughs> awkward boredom that we feel might yeah. be there at the end of the day, mm. instead of allowing ourselves to, dig into something creative or, um, you know, keeping things up around our house or whatever it may be. I think that's something we've realized is that how easy it is just to 
throw it on and start scrolling and yeah. kind of mindlessly back away <clears throat> from from everything that's there. That's good, and that's a, something we need to clarify. Uh, mindlessly scrolling Facebook is not recharging your soul. Oh, yeah. It's not restful. It's not the same as taking a walk yeah. or just laying there for five minutes. Yeah. Um, something else is going on. And so, I, yeah, we are going to get into that a little bit. Now, I want to clarify, we're really just going to talk about Facebook today. Mm-hmm. Some of this will pour over into like Instagram and Twitter. We might talk about those on a later date. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, I've got been thinking a lot and reading about just our smartphone and technology in general. And I'm going to talk about that in a later podcast as well. Um, but this, we're going to really drill down in Facebook. So mm-hmm. another negative, I think it's clear. Uh, again, the, the election of Donald Trump revealed this. Um, how many How many of you have been involved in a Facebook fight? <laughs> you know, one of, and, and the funny thing about a Facebook fight is there is never a winner. There's no winners. People leave, convert, they just leave, they delete all their comments and they leave. People get mad, people get angry, people get bitter. People look like fools. I've been sucked into it. I've sucked other people's in, people into it. I've mm-hmm. um, made the mistake of thinking I can change someone's mind yeah. through um, logic and reason on Facebook yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of emotion. <laughs> um, and so Facebook fights, because somebody out there has got like unlimited time to argue on Facebook. Yeah. And if you don't have the same amount of time, there's no way you're going to convince anyone. You've already anyone. lost. You've already <laughs> lost. And so it's like, yeah, so, so that Facebook yeah. fight's negative. And then the last thing, I, I, I mean, there's lots of stuff, but the last thing I would say is sometimes being on Facebook, and this is documented in a lot of research, it just makes people feel bad. Hmm. And I don't want to just say, nail it down too narrow there. I just, sometimes you just walk away going, ugh. Yeah. You know, like what? I just did that for an hour or something, and... I just have this gnawing sense that my life isn't as good as I thought it was before I got on Facebook. Yeah. I think, I don't know how common of an experience this is, but something that I've noticed with my own heart in the that mindless scrolling is there's so much in the news feed that can pop up within a matter of seconds that one second I can see a video or a story or an article that, that just breaks my heart for someone or something or some place you know, that's happening in my community around the world. But half a second later, one more scroll and I'm onto something completely different. Mm. And so I can't, I don't know, as a human being, it allows me to not fully connect to things that are actually going on. And so then when I do close and, and walk away from it, it's like, am I happy right now? Am I sad because of all that stuff I just saw? Or am I, you know, am I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, it's, it's definitely weird. weird. You got... A cat video, yeah. a political meme, and then, strangely enough, like my my uh, my dad's mom passed away, and she had Facebook, and she's still on Facebook, mm-hmm. and people still post on her wall, mm-hmm. and it's very strange yeah. to see like that come up, yeah. you know, like is that going to be there forever? You know, it's just it's just odd. So yeah. there's a lot of um, people just have a gnawing sense that. I think Facebook might be bad. I think it makes me feel bad as a person. And I want to quit or I want to change some things, but I just don't know what. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Um, And if I do, you know, there is this thing called the FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. If I get off Facebook 
What am I going to miss? Yeah, everybody, they're having parties and they only sent out a Facebook invite. <laughs> and so I didn't get the invite to the party and, um, and all that kind of stuff. And so that's those are realities. Now, again, I'm going to try to keep this podcast a little shorter than normal. And we can't go into everything about Facebook today. But I want to think through, should you quit Facebook? I want you to, th- I want to think through it um, for the Christian here um, through two Let's just say two, two lenses, okay? Uh, two primary avenues I want us to think through. First one, at Sacred City Church right now, we're preaching through the book of Ecclesiastes. And Solomon, the wise man, the philosopher, is looking at life under the sun. And he's making some stark revelations, some stark observations about this life. And one of his observations that I preached on last week was, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's from uh, Ecclesiastes 4.4. 4. And he says this, Then I saw that all toil and all skill and work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. Solomon is saying, he's saying human beings are by and large driven, motivated by envy And if a human being is primarily driven and motivated by envy, it's going to lead to a trivial life, what he calls a vain, uh, a vain life, vanity. It's vanity, a chasing after wind. When you go out on a cool morning and you breathe and you see your air or breath and then it's gone, your life is going to be like that. You're wasting your life if it's being driven by envy. Mm -hmm. And then in uh, Galatians 5.28, if, if for, for those of you who are familiar with your Bible, this is uh, Galatians 5. He talks about the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. And he's saying, don't be led by the flesh anymore, um, but live by the Spirit, and the Spirit will produce uh, patience, peace, joy, kindness, gentleness, meekness, and self-control. That's the, who we want to become. And right after that, in Galatians 5.28, he says this, let us not become conceited, and conceited, it also means boastful. Let us not be boastful, provoking one another, envying one another. <laughs> okay? And so, huh. yeah, Solomon says we can be led by envy into a vain and pointless, wasted life. And the Apostle Paul says we shouldn't be boastful, we shouldn't be conceited, we should not provoke one another, and we can't envy one another. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, my question is, does Facebook provoke envy in your heart? Does it cause you to boast? And uh, yeah, so let's just talk about that. Let's, yeah. let's just let's just go into to that question. What what are you? What's your thoughts? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of a one of the the common things that everybody can kind of agree with as far as a reason not to like it, but to actually think more deeply about that, um, I think is important. I mean, even, even the things that I do post, I, I paint them in just the right picture. I I don't just, if I'm going to post a status, I don't just hop on and, you know, two seconds later it's done. Mm. I think about it and I craft it very well so that it says exactly what I want it to say about myself or about this thing that just happened in my family. Same with pictures. I mean, yeah. I, I wait until I get exactly the right thing I want to see, and now that's what you saw of my day, you know? So I feel 
These two things are very connected, envy mm -hmm. and boasting. While one, when one person is boasting on Facebook, somebody else is envying. Somebody that. else is envying. Yeah. So you see this in area. Hey, I just got a new car. Mm -hmm. Splash, put it on there, and then everybody else is like, "Dang, yeah, I wish I could afford a new car." Just got a new house. Blow, you know, put it on there. I'm on this amazing vacation. Mm -hmm. Bam, 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 and it's sent, and, and it's and it's projecting an image of themselves that, first off, we know is not completely accurate. Now they mm -hmm. they may be having a fantastic vacation, um, but. Um, you know, they're, 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 it took a lot of work to get there, or mm -hmm. they're in debt because they're there. Yeah. The kids might be going crazy in the backseat, right? But you don't, you're very rarely are you posting that. Uh -huh. You might have just gotten a fight with your wife or husband. You might not be speaking to your wife or husband, uh -huh. but then you post this awesome pic. Or my favorite is like, <laughs> we do that, we've done this, you know, like the kids are being brats, and you're like, smile, smile for the camera. Mm -hmm. We're taking a, we're taking a vacation picture, yeah. right? It's like, and we're teaching our kids there, like, we're about to boast. Uh -huh. Look better than we really are. Yeah. And then on the other end of that, and so think about all the things we boast about. We boast about our degrees. We boast about, and some of these are just, we're genuinely having a good moment and we want to share it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, but there is that sense, like, what if we aren't necessarily boasting? Like, we've, we're generally just enjoying something. We mm -hmm. want others to enjoy it with us. C.S. Lewis talks, that's the end of all joy mm -hmm. is, when we are enjoying a steak, we don't want to just enjoy the steak. We want others to yeah. know how good the steak is. Yeah. So there, there could be that. But on the other end of it, it could someone could perceive us as boasting, and they could be it be could be causing them mm -hmm. to envy, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then th what does that do? That that makes them dislike. That makes them unhappy. Yeah. It makes them unsatisfied. I'm not good enough. I wish I had that vacation. Mm -hmm. or I wish I had that car. Or I wish I had those friends. I wish I lived in that cool place. Um, and so the question is, does Facebook, and this you could even say Instagram, promote that? Um, you know, <clears throat> I've had several people this week come to me and say they saw a post on Facebook and it just really caused them to envy someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, really caused them to say, man, I must be doing my life wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that what you just said is the times that I have have been caught in that and envied somebody else, that is literally what my, what my heart says is I must be doing something wrong. If I can't have a life like that or a vacation like that or, you know, um, then what am I doing wrong? And then it causes me to internalize and question, <laughs> you know, everything. Um, yeah. I, I think there's a piece of Facebook too that just makes it so much easier for that boasting and that envy to happen because we don't even have to be in front of each other for it to take place. Mm. You, you post it from hundreds of miles and hours away or, you know, whatever. And I can instantly <clears throat> see what is happening <clears throat> yeah. and, and instantly enter into that envy. And it's not, we're not, and I'm not saying like all posting of great things yeah. is like boasting, but. There's a reason why, like, we don't feel compelled, you know, to post when we're mowing the grass mm -hmm. or cleaning toilets, you know, very rarely. Like, we don't feel compelled, uh, but then so you're in an idyllic situation, you're yeah. on vacation, and you're like, this needs to be broad yeah. This needs to be <laughs> broadcasted to the universe, yeah. right? And our... 
and it's just not very uh, sometimes it's just not very um, thoughtful mm-hmm. for your neighbors and for your friends sure you know some people are we're all going through difficult things difficult marriage situations we're losing loved ones people are dying there's bad stuff going on in the world and in a sense when we just say yeah but everything's perfect in my world right now it's just not very neighborly mm-hmm. you know I don't think we would do that if we were in their presence right Right. Right. If we knew that they were suffering, we wouldn't do that in their mm-hmm. presence. Um, so I think we should ask ourselves, does Facebook cause me to envy? And then on, on the flip side, is my posting on Facebook boastful? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could others perceive it as bragging about the charmed life that I have? Mm-hmm. Right. Because Christians are called not to provoke one another, not to envy one another, not to boast. Um, and so we have to check that and we got to ask ourselves about, about Facebook mm-hmm. if that's happening. Now the yeah. second, so that's first lens, the lens of envy and boasting. And then the second lens I want to look at um, Facebook through is from Ephesians 5 uh, verses 15 and 16. And there the Apostle Paul says, uh, that we are to make the best use of the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go there actually really <laughs> quick uh, because the King James, back, back in the day when I used to read the King James, the King James said that we are to redeem the time. Mm. Um, and the idea is very similar to Solomon. We only have a certain amount of time, and Paul even says in this text that the, that the days are evil. What he means by that is, um, well, they're full of evil, but it's also bent it's warped it's corrupt it's um you know our existence has been infected by sin so verses 15 it says this the apostle paul in ephesians look carefully then how you walk all right walk means how you live Mm -hmm. not as unwise but as wise so for us we should our use of facebook should be wise and not unwise okay and here it is making the best use of the time because the days are evil. So the Apostle Paul is basically saying to us, um, we have a limited amount of time. We want to use our time in a positive way, in a wise way, not a foolish way. And we are called as Christians to be good stewards of our time. The Lord has given us a set amount of days. He knows, right? He yeah. knows our days. He knows our hours. He knows our minutes. And we're to use those um, in the way that He's uh, he leads us. Mm-hmm. Work, rest, enjoyment, uh, relationships. And so I, I want us to think, have this thought here. For every minute we're on Facebook, we are not praying. We are not reading our Bible or reading other good books. Mm-hmm. We are not spending face-to-face time with our family, with our church family, or with our neighbors. Right? So every minute we're on Facebook, we're not doing something that potentially we yeah. could say is better. Now, here's what I want us to do. And I had my staff do that this week. If you take your iPhone and you go to settings and you scroll down to battery, you click on battery. It's going to say battery usage. It's going to take a second. And it's going to show you uh, the last 24 hours. And then you can also click on the last seven days. And it's going to show you how much time you've spent doing what on your phone. 
and uh, you just it says uh, percentage, and then if you touch the percentage, it tells you exactly how much time. Um, and then I'm going to click on the last seven days to see. And for me, on my phone right now, I spent 1.7 hours in the last seven days uh, on my news feed, or not, not, not my news feed, my news app, looking at the news. I've spent 1.6 hours in my Bible app. Um, I don't have any time on Facebook on this because our, I've, our, I already, I've deleted Facebook from my phone, mm -hmm. and I check it one time a day from my computer. Um, but I went around to all my all the staff, and I had them check, do this with me and, and to see how much time they're spending on Facebook because your phone's tracking this for you. And um, one unnamed staff member had spent 12 hours on Facebook in the last seven days. I just want to clarify, that's not me. I think he just boasted. <laughs> that was a boast on That Facebook. was a boast. That was a boast on Facebook right there. A Facebook boast on Facebook. <laughs> all right. Um, and so you can see the last 24 hours, how much time have you spent mm -hmm. on Facebook? Instagram, it tells you how much have you spent the last seven days. Now, I want us to think about this. I want us just to compare. I have, I'm a pastor. I have many people that want to develop a resourceful, um, stable, emotionally stable, spiritually mm -hmm. stable life. They want to be... Yeah. Um, a, a Christian of depth. They mm -hmm. want to be a person of depth, right? Yeah. Um, they want to be, be developed into that type of person. They want to pray. They want to know the scriptures. Mm -hmm. They want to read. And I hear it over and over and over and over. Some of them even just I want. They don't. They, they want to work out. And I hear over and over and over. But I don't have time. Yeah. I want us to open up our little phones here and scroll and look and see in the last seven days, how much time have you spent on Facebook? Mm. And compare that with how much time you spent in the Word of God. Have you spent hours on Facebook and only minutes mm -hmm. in your Bible? Have you spent hours on Facebook and only moments in prayer? Have you spent hours on Facebook and only moments in face-to-face -face conversation with your yeah. neighbors and your yeah. friends and your family? Um, now, here, here's why, why I care. Who do you want to become? 20 years down the road, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a deeply thoughtful, reflective, kind, gentle, meek, loving follower of Jesus? Well, to become that person... It takes formative practices done daily. Hmm. You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. Mm -hmm. Whether it's taking a walk and thinking about God and meditating and praying, uh, whether it's spending extended time in the Bible, whether it's listening to the Daily Liturgy podcast uh, on your phone, you need to change something you're doing daily if you want to become that, that type yeah. of person. And the scrolling of Facebook, the... F um, Flittering away, I don't even know if it's a word, but <laughs> I was looking for some word, I don't know if I found the right one or not, uh, of our time, just the, the, you know, just wasting our time on Facebook, that too is a formative practice. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself unable to read long form journalism, unable to, like what I mean by that is you see an article and you, you just 
this is how clickbait is yeah. formed. You just read the you want to read the title or the first paragraph, you can't read the whole thing. Yep. Your attention's been captured and you're unable to have a sustained mm-hmm. thought. Cal Newport in his book Deep Work talks a lot about this. We'll get into that in another podcast. If you find you're unable to have sustained attention towards projects, um, you can't read books very well. Um, your brain is being hijacked through your newsfeed, through the mindless scrolling. If you can't even stop at a stoplight without picking up your phone, <laughs> you know, if your kids say to you, you're always staring at your phone. Ugh, yeah. Right. These are formative practices that are shaping you. And I hate to say it, but let's just go right into um, Ecclesiastes. They're shaping you to have a vain hmm. life. Yeah. A vapor-like life. A life that's not very thick. So then when you get in the presence of real people, you don't even have a real self. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who you really are. You don't have real, really deeply held opinions or, yeah. or um, you know, quality thoughts to bring to a conversation. Why? Because you've given up your deep thinking. Mm-hmm. You've given up your ability to, I mean, and, and research is showing that it is forming our brains in new ways that have been previously unheard of in civilization. Yeah. I mean, it's the same technology that the, um, the gambling folks use in casinos mm-hmm. to make uh, slot machines highly huh. addictive. And they trigger something in your brain that gives you a dopamine hit and just keep you, literally people pee themselves and they sit there for days and they don't get up. Um, The same technology, the same psychology that that was used to develop these, um, Facebook, Google, Apple, these technology companies are using this to literally Mm. hijack our attention and hijack our brain. Yeah. And so scrolling your Facebook feed is a formative practice. It's making you more envious, more than likely. Studies have shown that it's making you feel deeply discontent with your own life. The, the younger generation, 18 to 20 year olds, are the most lonely generation in the history um, of generations. Studies are showing right now. Um, and they're the most involved in social media. Mm, yeah. And so a thousand Facebook friends does not mean you're not lonely. It actually can make you more lonely because you're looking at everybody else and saying, Definitely. they must have a good life. They must have got it figured out. And I know I don't. Yeah. And and so these are it's forming us, making us more envious, making us more boastful when we do accomplish something or do want, um, you know, achieve something. I've even heard, uh, and I've had this thought myself. Before I've even accomplished something, the Instagram post of my accomplishment comes up in my brain. <laughs> like, I'm going to post about that. That's going to be great. Uh-huh. And so now I don't even know. They say. We don't even know if we're enjoying the accomplishment anymore or if we're enjoying boasting about the accomplishment. I believe that. Yeah. And that's, it's creepy. It's weird. I don't know what's going on there, but. Mm-hmm. So, should we quit Facebook? Well, here's two things I think that we need to deal with as Christians. Is it promoting envy and boasting? And is it wasting our time? Yeah. Is it wasting our time? Um, I think the answer to those is probably yes for everyone. But, and I use this analogy on Sunday when I was talking about some technology. When um, Henry Ford developed the Model T, 
it had some glaring faults and flaws, <laughs> right? This vehicle could go, I don't even know what it could go, 35, 40 miles an hour. We had uh, no paved roads. We had no seatbelts. Didn't even have a ceiling, I don't think. Um, right? Nobody had driver's license. They didn't need driver's <laughs> license. There was no airbags. There was no speed limits. There was glaring weaknesses. Yeah. And the first time somebody went in the ditch, they found those out, yeah. right? Kids just sprung out of it uh, and people died. But they didn't throw away the vehicle. They made adjustments. They made changes. They put restrictions. They built a speed limit, put airbags. Mm. But it's taken us clearly 100 years yeah. to put these restrictions in cars. And so it's going to take a while to for us to realize the negative consequences of Facebook and social media. And so we need to be wise as Christians and preemptively put in mm-hmm. some safeguards, yeah. right? Some boundaries. And so here's my, here's my advice uh, today. One, take a break from Facebook. If you haven't done a Facebook fast, um, you need to do it. You need to see how your soul reacts to being off Facebook. Um, I have taken Facebook fasts for my sabbaticals in the summer. I've taken Facebook fast in my uh, Lent, season of Lent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taken a lot of Facebook fasts. What about you? Have you? Yeah, I've, uh, those couple of times that I've done it, I think, I think the thing that changes the quickest is what you were just saying about thinking about posting the accomplishment, whatever it is. And allows me to actually enter back in and somewhat enjoy yes. <laughs> the work and the accomplishment itself mm-hmm. because I, I just know in my head I don't have anything to post because I'm I'm not on right now. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of those things that I've noticed for myself that's changed really fast. Um, yeah. When I've done it. Me too. Um, another thing was um, my sense of um, space, and what I mean by that is. Um, I'm here mm-hmm. right now. And when I'm on Facebook, there's a temptation to believe that I can be omnipresent like mm. like God. Yeah. And even om- omniscient, all-knowing like God. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everything about what's going on in Iran and what's going on in, with the White House and what's going on um, you know, all around the world. And I know what all my friends are doing. And I'm kind of there. But then when I'm home, I'm not really home. I'm kind of every. I yeah. think I'm everywhere. And really, you're nowhere. Yeah. Um, but when I'm off Facebook, I can be present. I, I understand space. I understand that I'm here in this room with you. Yep. And you have my full attention. And my kids, when I'm in with my kids, the kids have full attention. My wife has full attention. Um, my wife's not saying, Justin, Justin, hmm. Justin, Justin, put down your phone. Yeah. Right? Um, and so I think that's a, it, it's, it's part of being human. We mm-hmm. have limitations. We, yeah. we are in one place at one time. Okay, so you, t- we, I recommend you take a break. Take a break. Take, make it a week. Make it two weeks. Make it a month. Um, tr- test it out. How do you feel? Um, replace that time. Go into to Bible. Go into prayer. Things like that. Um, secondly, I think some of us, you just, we need to quit entirely. Hmm. Um, there's some people who can drink alcohol and not get drunk and not waste their life away and do stupid things. And there's some people who can't drink alcohol. They can't control it. Um, and there's some of us who are built, maybe we're more visual, uh, maybe we just envy is, is, a, is a, a more present reality. We have a proclivity towards envy and boasting in our heart. And so you know what? We should just quit Facebook altogether. Mm. 
And if that scares you and if that causes you to like get anxious, that should tell you something, yeah. right? Are you using Facebook or is Facebook using you? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then here's a more long-term solution, I think, for those of us who maybe our career needs us to be on Facebook. I feel that I need to be on Facebook a little bit. People message me all the time on Facebook. Um, I create a podcast. I have a church. I do things, you know, my, our church is live streamed to Facebook. But I've also realized that it is bad for my soul, and I, I honestly don't like it at all. Um, and so here's what I've done, and here's what I recommend some of us do. We set up boundaries. Hmm. One, take it off your phone. Facebook, Instagram are not on my phone. Um, therefore, my phone is just a camera mm -hmm. and a phone and you know a note-taking device and a communications device and the internet and all that stuff, but it's not a social media device. So I, um, that takes away a lot of the temptation. And it's yeah. so easy. So like when I do a live stream video or something and I need to get on Facebook, I can literally just reinstall the app mm -hmm. in one minute, less than a minute, and then do a video and then get off again. Yeah. Um, and so that allows me to use Facebook and Facebook not to use me. Yeah. Secondly, a boundary. How about you? Because I know you, you want to be able to check in on people. You want to be able to know birthdays. You want people to be able to message you. Um, so how about you just check it once a day? Mm -hmm. At lunchtime. Um, I wouldn't check it before bed because it, there's a lot of studies that saying checking it before bed is actually not good for you. I wouldn't check it first thing in the morning. It's not good for you. Doesn't set your soul off in the right. Yeah. Doesn't set your soul off in the right spot. Go to God first. Pray, read before you go to bed. It's better for your brain. It's better for your sleep. But maybe when you get off work or um, one time a day, check it and uh, get, go through your notifications, respond who you need to respond to, and then get off. Spend mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes maybe on it. Um, uh, third, a practice that I have, I don't scroll at all. I, never, I don't scroll on Facebook. I check my notifications. I post what I need to post. Um, I message who I need to message, and I just don't scroll because I know that that news feed is curated, and it's meant to hook me. It's meant to capture my imagination and and form me into a certain type of person. And I don't want Facebook determining who I'm going to be. Yeah, I want to be formed by the Word of God. And so, it's scary how natural. Like as you're saying that, that you don't scroll. I think about my phone in my hand, open Facebook. That's just what happens. It, <laughs> it's scary how... It's a liturgy. Uh, yeah. You've been formed by a liturgy. We've all been formed. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute liturgy yeah. you know, to, 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 to scroll when, when you do that. Um, and then here's for posting. Here's some thoughts. Here's a question that we should all ask us. Before you post, ask yourself, is this boastful? Here's what I'm saying. Is this manufacturing an image that I want others to believe is true about me? Mm. I want others to believe I am killing it. Yeah. I want others to believe I am uber productive, right? Right? Hashtag get it done. Mm -hmm. Hashtag crushing it, right? <laughs> Hashtag rise and grind. Yeah. Right? Um, I want people to think I'm really successful. I want people to think I'm really wealthy. I mm -hmm. want to be, whatever. I want people to think I'm really fit, really jacked, right? Uh, 
really hardworking, whatever that thing yeah. is, really great mom, really great dad, is what I'm posting an attempt. Now, I might not, I need to ask myself this because our, our shadow self, like our sinful nature, wants to deceive us and wants to do things, um, wants to shape us in bad ways. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Uh, mal- what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, wants to misform, uh, yeah. form us in, in negative ways. I'm, yeah. I'm malformation or something is the word I'm looking for. And so we should ask ourselves, is this attempt, is this post an attempt to manufacture an image that I want others to believe is true about me? And anytime we're doing that, we're leading people to believe in our false self. Mm-hmm. And that means people are actually knowing us less. Yeah, They're, They know the image you want to pr- promote, but they don't know the real you. Yeah, And I think that's really dangerous. Yeah, um, And you can't do that very well face-to-face, mm-hmm. right? Because I can tell you're emotionally out of control. I can tell you're mad, anger, upset. Right. I can tell you're not a happy person. But... For one second, mm-hmm. you can make it look like it on Facebook. Yeah, right. Um, and so I think we should. And those are just some simple, simple qu- things that we should ask ourselves. Um, and and then the last one I want is, who do I want to be? Hmm. Like two, 20 years down the road, who do you want to be? One of the foundational uh, goals of my life is to be loved most by the people that know me best, and that means my wife, my elders my missional community family, my kids, um, those who know me best, know the real me, not on the Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. social media me, know the real me, to be loved most by the people that know me best. Um, and I don't think Facebook helps that in yeah. any way, yeah. honestly. And so for me, I've set up these boundaries. Now, what's your goal? What, who do you want to become? You know, you might have to use Facebook because you're trying to be the next Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Okay, whatever. Um I don't know, but who are you become? Who do you want to become, right? Yeah. And then I think you should let that goal, um, that vision of your future self, reach back into today and form your daily practice in the way that you use Facebook. Yeah. Ben, you got any uh, comments before we uh, close out of here? No, I just I, I think those are some great recommendations. They remind me of like the the old school screen time rules that my parents had for us when I was little. And I mean, I didn't have Facebook on a phone or anything like that, but it reminds me of those, but with gospel motivation underneath them and behind them, um, to, to actually give reason for, for, for pursuing those. And yeah. I think that's great. Cool. All right, guys. So should you quit Facebook? Eh, probably. Uh, at least the way you're using it now. We should change the way we're using it. We should put in guardrails. We should be wise. Put in seatbelts. And um, so we steward our time well. Uh, so we're not provoking ourselves and uh, other people to envy. And we're mm. not boasting in our accomplishments. And, uh, you know, one way we can use social media well is to boast in the cross. <laughs> boast in our weakness. Boast in our failures. Uh, boast in Jesus. And so... Uh, I'm going to leave you with that. Please uh, like this on Facebook. <laughs> Share it so others can hear it. Uh, and uh, also, actually, like us on um, the podcast. We'd love for you to do that on iTunes. You can find us there, the Sacred City Life Podcast. Um, I apologize for being uh, a couple weeks behind. We had I had, I had real life that interrupted this, and so that's what happens. 
Uh, but give us a like. Uh, we would love for you to rate us on Insta or on, on, on uh, uh, iTunes. It helps other people find us. We are hoping that this is a blessing to our church and to the, those connections that we have uh, in the social media world. So thank you guys for spending a little bit of time with us. We hope this was helpful. We will see you soon.